Welcome to the Easter evening service. I trust you enjoyed the morning and this evening we'll go along with the theme of the Lord Jesus and his death, burial and resurrection and being in the ministry here now for 42 years it's, uh, many Easter messages have been done and so this, this evening we're looking at where were you when the lights went out? Before we go into that subject and look at the scriptures concerning that, let's have a Bible reading from the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Mark chapter 15 and verse 6 to 40, <coughs> excuse me, 6 to 40. Now at the feast he released unto them one prisoner whomsoever they desired. And there was one named Barabbas who lay bound with them that had made insurrection with him who had committed murder in the insurrection. And the multitude crying aloud began to desire him to do as he had even done for them. But Pilate answered them saying, Will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that for the chief priests had delivered him for envy. But the chief priests moved the people that he should rather release Barabbas unto them. And Pilate answered and said again unto them, What will ye then that I shall do with unto him ye call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said unto them, Why, what evil hath he done? And they cried out the more exceedingly, Crucify him. And so Pilate, willing to content the people, released unto them Barabbas, and delivered Jesus when he had scourged him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away to the hall unto the praetorium, and they called together the whole band. And they clothed him with purple and plaited a crown of thorns and put it upon his head, and began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him on the head with a reed and did spit upon him. And bowing their knees, worshipped him. And when they had mocked him, they took off the purple from him and put his own clothes upon him and led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon of Cyrene, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. And they bring him unto the place Golgotha, which is being interpreted the place of a skull. And they gave him to drink wine mingled with myrrh, but he received it not. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments and cast lots for them, what every man should take. And it was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusation was written over the, over king, the king of the Jews. And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left that the scripture was fulfilled which saith he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed at him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. So also the chief priests mocking among themselves with the scribes, he saved others himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe, and and that they crucified him, they that crucified him reviled him, 
And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama shabbatheth and I, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he calleth Elijah. And one ran and filled it a sponge with, full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. And when the centurion stood over against him, saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. And there were also women looking on afar off, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and the less, and Joseph and Siloam, who also, when he was in Galilee, followed him and ministered to him, and many other women who came up with him unto Jerusalem. Where were you when the lights went out? In verse 33 of what we just read, And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. That's from the sixth hour is midday, and the ninth hour was three o'clock in the afternoon. For three hours, darkness over all the land. In 1965, a terrible power failure occurred where the entire city of New York, under a different problem right now, but the city of New York then was without power and without lights. A film was produced for the incident with this title, Where Were You When the Lights Went Out? And most people <clears throat> in a situa situation like that can remember something as dramatic as that. Maybe you've been at home when the thunderstorm passed. Or I was raised in Emerald, lots of trees, lots of power lines, lots of outages. And we always had the candles ready to go. I remember here in Albury back in 1990, I think it was 1990, I was standing at the, at the dining room window and saw a flash of lightning. A lightning strike it was further north from where we are and, and all the lights flickered and, f and faltered and then came on and went out and went out. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> there was a thunderstorm, a, a lightning strike up on Union Road at Lavington in the substation, the power station there, and it blew up some of the transformers. And when we were looking at it, the, the lightning came and then it was sparks like lightning continuing to happen from my point of perspective. But the lights went out for some time. They couldn't get a transformer for some time and we're on rationed power for some weeks but I can remember that occasion the Bible here describes a day when the lights went out in verse 33 a Roman historian of that time records this strange darkness God covered the earth with darkness at that time as his son was becoming well become, became sin for mankind God was answering the shouts of the mob that Jesus did not answer. If your God's Son come down from the cross, he saved others himself he cannot save. You can raise, you know, build the temple in three days. Come on, let's see you do it. They mockingly, but God answered with this darkness. And God answered as he turned his face away. The Father turned his face away from the Son the only begotten Son, the eternal Son that he had forever and ever, eternity, had lived with. And 
forsook his son because his son was bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. And God the Father could not look on that. And darkness covered the earth. Rembrandt, a Dutch artist, painted a picture of the crucifixion. In the corner, he painted his own likeness as a testimony that Christ died for him. Yes, 1 Corinthians 15, 3. Where would you be in this crowd of people at the cross on the day of the crucifixion? Where would you be numbered? What group would you be standing with around the cross as they stood around when Jesus, our Lord, was dying? Certain indicators of what we are now doing in our lives tell us where we would be when the Lord the Father turned the lights out on the world as his son died on the cross. There are indicators in our life presently how you're living, how you're behaving, what you're thinking, what your attitudes are. Tell us where would you be, you would be when this, <clears throat> this happened back there almost 2,000 years ago. It's not quite yet. <laughs> well, let's look at the different groups. <clears throat> there was the crowd, the crowd around the cross at the time. In chapter 27 of the Gospel of Matthew, and verse 39, Gospel of Matthew twenty-seven thirty-nine reads, And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself if thou be the Son of God. Come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and the elders, said, He saved others himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him come now come down from the cross and we will believe him. <clears throat> so here we have the general crowd and others included. Five days earlier, these people were praising Christ and saying, Hosanna to God in the highest on what is termed Palm Sunday. As the Lord Jesus rode the, the ass, the donkey, up to Jerusalem, they took off their coats and laid them down. They laid palm branches down as he walked up there and there was an uproar in Jerusalem and the religious leaders were real upset you know what's going on out there and now this same crowd are crying out for his crucifixion <clears throat> they're wanting him crucified they were indifferent shallow and fickle they could be swayed this way or that way and folk <clears throat> these are the, the, the masses today they're on the broad road that leads to destru destruction destruction and many are they that go that way according to Matthew there is a straight a hard and a narrow way and few there be that find it but here was the crowd on that day can you see yourself among that crowd that can be persuaded by a chant or somebody saying something and holding a placard I pray that you're not in that crowd because if you're in that crowd you're headed for destruction the broad road <clears throat> in Matthew 27 and verse 20 we read but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus yes they were motivated they were stirred up by these religious people 
And back in chapter 21, as we referred to Palm Sunday before, verses 9 to 11, they said, Hosanna to the highest. How fickle and unfaithful and how easily persuaded by others the world can be. They go their way and they care not about Christ. They walk past, ah, more people, another three dying on a cross. Can or do you paint your likeness in this group? I pray not. I pray that you're one that's of a different group in this group that were there when the lights went out that day and the Heavenly Father turned them off. The broad road. There's the crowd. There's the soldiers. The soldiers. In Mark chapter 15 and verse 24, where we were reading before. Mark 15 and verse 24, we have this. And when they had crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots for them, what every man should take. These are callous, cold, uncalculating people. The soldiers. These soldiers are not concerned about the people in agony on the crosses there. Their hearts have been hardened through life and through, through death and through, through crucifying many other people, just another three. So what if three men are suffering in pain? So what if there's blood dripping on us from these men and around them? So what about their cry of pain and agony? This didn't affect them. In, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27 and verse 35 to 36, we have a record there. If we turn to that, Matthew 27 and verse 35, we find written... And when they crucified him, they parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. They parted my garments among them, and they cast lots upon my vesture. And sitting down, they watched him there, cold, callous, hard-hearted. And folks, there's a lot of people around like that today. They don't worry about that. They, They don't go to church anywhere. They're very worldly. They're like these soldiers, hard hearted The things of life have made them grow hard to the things of God. They've responded in bitterness and anger to life. Nothing nothing touches them. All they were concerned about was making a living. All they were concerned about is dividing the garments of these people up, of the Lord Jesus. What do you think about death? Do you go to a funeral of a person, a loved one, and are not moved by the death and parting of this one? They've gone, so what? Another death. Just been talking to some about death in this world. Every second, almost two people die. And over a two-month period, that's nine million. Over nine million people have died in the two months the coronavirus has been going. Till yesterday, there was 100,000 people died, say, say, from the coronavirus. In the same two months, 9 million have gone out into eternity. And keep it in perspective, there's always people dying. There's always people suffering. Are we moved for the suffering they go through? Or are we like these soldiers in the crowd that day, just going about there, looking up, and they looked at them as they suffered there on the cross? Is your response. You know God's response? God 
is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It says in the Old Testament, he hath no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his ways and repent. God doesn't want you to be cold and callous and calculating, dividing the garments, deceived by the deceitfulness of sin. You know, the world's going to pass away and the things of it. We can be so wrapped up with this life and these things of this life that we don't contemplate death. We can be cold and calculating and indifferent and callous to this. I pray that you're not. Love not the world, neither the things of the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life could lead us to eternal condemnation. For we're all under condemnation, for we are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't be like the soldiers on this day the lights went out. Don't be like the crowd who were indifferent. And don't be like the disciples. And <clears throat> we turn to Mark's Gospel. Mark's Gospel and chapter 14 and verse 48. Mark fourteen forty-eight. We read there, Jesus answered and said unto them, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves as to take me? I was daily with you in the temple, teaching, and you took me not. But the scripture must be fulfilled. And they, and they all forsook him and fled. Who? The disciples. They all forsook him and fled. Who was the only disciple that we know of that was at the cross? John. John was the only one there that is named had been there. At the, when the Lord was taken captive, they all fled. The Lord preserved them and kept them from physical destruction. They all forsook him and fled. Maybe we are like the disciples on that day. We're hiding in fear. We're scared of what the world thinks. We're scared of what the world might do. We're scared about what's happening in the world today. You know, when I've been talking to Christians who know what the Bible's talking about and, and, and they study it and they know prophetical things, they're excited about what's happening today. They're not fearful. They're not running for cover. They're looking up. Because their redemption draweth nigh. <clears throat> Those closest to Christ during his life and his ministry forsook him. When Jesus needed someone to stand by, they fled. You know, there is a time to flee. In 2 Timothy 2.22, it tells us, flee youthful lusts. Don't let them get a hold of you. In 1 Corinthians 6.18, it says, flee fornication. Oh, that people in the world would hear and heed that today. Flee fornication. In Genesis 39.12, Joseph was approached by Potiphar's wife to commit adultery with her and fornication on his part. And he had no business and he took off with the coat, his outer coat in her hands. And she lied about it. But he fled. There's a time to flee. But there's a time to follow the Lord Jesus. And we can go through all of these. <clears throat> we need to follow the Lord wherever he leads us, wherever he takes us. We're to follow him. <clears throat> and there's a time to stand and fight. In the book of Jude, in verse 3, it says, Earnestly contending for the faith. In Timothy, in chapter 6, and other verses, it tells us, that we are to be good soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
in Ephesians. Again, it tells us to stand. And having done all to stand against the onslaughts of the enemy. Don't flee when the when, when the demand on us is to contend, to stand and to follow the Lord Jesus. Today also Christ needs people to stand for him, does he not? Not to flee when the going gets tough. When confronted by the world, the flesh and the devil. What do we do? If we flee from standing for Christ, we should paint our likeness with this, the cowardly disciples on that day, save John, who was there. And so <clears throat> where were you in this group? Were you among the crowd that were indifferent on the broad road? Were you among the soldiers who were callous, cold and calculating? <clears throat> were you among the disciples who were frightened, fleeing and faithless? Were you stand and stand up for the Lord Jesus Christ? I pray that you do. Then there's another group that we find here on this day. The faithful. We find them in Luke chapter 23 and verse 49. Luke 23, 49. And all his acquaintances and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off beholding these things. And we read in our reading of Mark 15 earlier about others, Joseph and others that were there. <clears throat> but <clears throat> in this occasion, in the book of Luke, we have five. Just five who loved the Lord enough to stay with him to the end. They were faithful. You know, we live in perilous days, perilous times. First Timothy, was it Second Timothy, chapter 3, tells us that perilous times shall come. Perilous times have come. <clears throat> Are we faithful to the Lord? Do we still recognise that he's in control? <laughs> Do we still read his word? We're still faithful at church, faithful in serving, faithful in sacrificing, faithful in giving. Or do we leave that for other people? They're like these faithful five that were there. Four women and one man that are mentioned here. Will, willing to risk life and limb for the Lord Jesus. Five who were truly in love with the Lord and kept his word and stayed with him to the end. You see, most people thought, well, this is it. The disciples thought, this is it, he's dead. There's, no, there's not going to be a kingdom. All his promises have fallen flat. But some had faith and believed, yes, that something would happen. And it did. Only a few days later, on Sunday morning, the Lord rose from the dead. <clears throat> if you can't help but talk about Christ and faithfully worship him, then paint your likeness among the faithful five there. The book of Romans 11, verse 20, <clears throat> 22 reads, if thou continue, continue, stick at it. In Colossians, and let's read this one. It's in the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Chapter 1, 22. We read, In the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, if ye <clears throat> continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard. Hey, grounded, settled, continue. Don't be moved away from the hope of the gospel which you've heard, which was preached to every creature that is under heaven, of which I, Paul, am made a minister. Stick at it. Stay with the stuff. Don't desert. 
Be a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 12, verse 2 and verse 3, we read this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Don't give up. Continue as a faithful servant of the Lord. Can you paint yourself amongst the faithful five at the cross? And there were others <clears throat> that were there to the end. To the end. You know, the Lord's going to wrap it up, up one day and maybe soon. Will you be faithful to him to the end? In 1 Corinthians 4.2, it's required of stewards that a man, and it means women as well, be found faithful. In Revelation 2 verse 10, be thou faithful unto the end, and I will give thee a crown of life, said the Lord Jesus to that church. <clears throat> yes, when the lights went out, we were amongst the crowd, soldiers, disciples, or among the faithful, who were few, who were fervent, and who were faithful. Or were you amongst the mockers and the scoffers? They were there too. In John's Gospel, John's Gospel, chapter 19 and verse 6, we read, And the chief priests, therefore, and the officers saw him. They cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto him, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. <clears throat> the mockers and the scoffers, the scorners, the scoffing and the mocking people. Can you find yourself amongst that? Do you point Christianity and Christians and say huh, what a bunch of hypocrites what do they go to church for what are they wasting their time for Hey, they're not wasting their time they're spending it like it should be spent worshipping the Lord Jesus like Mary did worshipping at his feet the mockers and the scoffers they're all around us in this world today the foolish Pharisees thought they could silence the son of God by killing him Maybe you're listening today in your heart, you're saying in a mocking way, in a scoffing way, in a scorning way. What's being said, this is nonsense, you say. <clears throat> hey, it's not nonsense. It is the living, eternal word of God forever settled in heaven and not one jot or one tittle of this shall fall or fail till it is all fulfilled. Don't mock, don't scoff. Because one day, the moment after your death, you'll stand before God and realize, well, won't be standing before God. You'll be assigned to the place of that rich man over in the story in the Gospels. And he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and he wished he had done it differently. Too late. Don't mock and scoff, because one day it'll turn on you. <clears throat> then we have another group of people here. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27... Matthew 27 and verse 24. We read there of them. And when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing against people that were crying for the crucifixion of the Lord, but the rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitudes, saying, 
I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. This is the indifferent man. See ye to it. I wash my hands. I can get rid of the guilt. Easy. His wife had warned him, don't have anything to do with the Lord Jesus, this just man. But he let him, when he had the power to deliver him, he let him be crucified. He delivered him to be crucified. See ye to it, the indifferent. I was talking to somebody this week, just talking about some spiritual things. And he said, <clears throat> I'm an atheist. So you know, who cares? It's not true. None of that stuff's true. The indifferent. And there's millions of people like this in the world today, maybe billions of people, indifferent to the things of God. They never darken the door of a church except maybe in a wedding or a funeral. They never think about God. They go about their life as though all things have continued as they were from the beginning of creation. I don't even believe in that, but from the beginning we evolved. and So they're indifferent to the things of God. Don't be like the indifferent crowd like Pilate who thought by washing his hands he could become guiltless. I couldn't care or less. I can't be bothered with looking into it. How foolish. People might say who are indifferent, well, religions for women and children, deriding them and putting them down. No, it's for men of backbone. <laughs> Dare you to read Fox's Book of Martyrs if you're indifferent to that and see the backbone of believing people in past who are led to be burnt at the stake and wouldn't, wouldn't give up their faith. These indifferent people are bravado people. You know? I'll get through. I'll make it. I don't care. Buffoons, I've called them. Belligerent people. Don't recognise there is a God and there is a God to answer to. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. You and I all will have to stand before the Lord and give an account of ourselves. Those who are Christians will give an account at the beamer seat, the judgment seat of Christ it is called. Those who are non-Christians, read Revelation 19 and 20, will stand before the almighty God and <clears throat> give an account of all the works and the books were opened and the works of the books of people were opened and all these things will be recorded. There's nothing, you know, you might get away with a court down here. You might get off the hook. You might have done something wrong and got off the hook, but not in heaven. Every deed, every thought, it's all recorded. If mankind can record like we can record today and put heaps of information heaps of information on computers and stuff. Don't you think God, who made everything, can record it all? Well, he has, and he is. And we won't get away with it. In Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 5, it reads, For this they are willingly ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. This is talking about the flood. They don't want to know about it in, that, in this context. But it happened. They try to put it out of their mind. They're indifferent to the things of God. But beloved, in verse 8, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day. Don't say, well, you know, what's, what's going on? He's not been around for 2,000 years. Don't be ignorant. Don't be indifferent. Don't be bravado. I'll make it through. I'll make it through. No, you won't. Death will come. 
And the last group that we find here on the day the lights went out was those who were inquisitive. And we find them in Mark's Gospel, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 15, where our reading was in verse 39. And when the centurion who stood over against him, <clears throat> that is near the Lord Jesus, saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly, truly, this man was the son of God. This man was the son of God. Maybe you're today saying and considering, maybe I've been wrong all my life. Maybe this Christianity stuff has got something to it. I say it has. It is true. It is right. It is the book that you need to read the Bible that God has given a record of himself and of history and of the future events. Terrifying. Read the last book of the Bible, chapter 6 to 19, of the 28 judgments that are going to fall on this earth. Coronavirus is a walk in the park compared with what you have in those verses. But you can be inquisitive today and ask like Zacchaeus. He wanted to see the Lord Jesus. He climbed up in a tree so that he could see him. And so this centurion was saying, maybe, maybe he was. Don't think just maybe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Was the cry of the centurion to Paul and Silas. And they said, Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Don't just be inquisitive, but come to him and believe. There was a thief on the cross in Luke 23 in verse 39. <clears throat> The thief recognized he was inquisitive and said to the Lord Jesus, Rememberest thou me when thou comest into thy kingdom? And the wonderful reply of the Lord Jesus to the, to the other one being crucified with him, the thief, that inquisitive crook on the cross, the thief on the cross, he's, <clears throat> he said, Today, the Lord Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. If you're inquiring about the Lord Jesus, go to the Word. Go to John's Gospel, read that. Particularly chapter 3 and chapter 4 where it gives an account of Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman who come to the Lord Jesus. Read Romans chapter 3, 23. Romans 6, 23. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. It all tells you how to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and how your inquisitiveness can be answered. <clears throat> recognizing the Lord Jesus, repenting of your sins and being regenerated by the Spirit of God. He'll in no wise cast you out if you come to him. Those that come to him, he'll in no wise cast out. No matter where you find yourself in the crowd that day that the Lord was crucified, <clears throat> and there may be others you can find there with their attitudes, <clears throat> no matter where you find yourself, you can return to the Lord like the indifferent crowd, you can today repent of your sins and be united with him. Like the worldly soldiers, you can confess Christ today, the inquisitive person. Truly this man, and yes, truly he is the Son of God. Or you can be like the cowardly disciples. You can turn your life over to the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, forgive me. I want to go forward with you and be faithful to you. Won't you come this day 
and trust and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless and we'll see you again on Wednesday night when we meet again. And may your Easter be one where you think or have thought about the Lord Jesus and rejoice in your salvation. If you're not a Christian, maybe today will be the day when you become one, trusting the Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening today. God bless.